Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Royally Obsessed. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lisa. And we're covering the latest news and gossip out of Buckingham Palace. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and on Facebook at Royally Obsessed. This week, we're chatting about the ar- arrival of the royal baby. Baby boy Cambridge is here. Yay. Hey, so exciting. Finally. I've waited so long. <laughs> and of course, we also got an appearance from Prince George and Princess Charlotte. And we have some fun news about her very feminist moment that she just had. And of course, we need a Meghan Markle update. She made a bunch of appearances this week. So we have a rundown on, on those as well. But first, we have a royal cocktail. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Yes, and this week's royal refreshment is incredibly special because we are celebrating the birth of our new prince. Yay! And so we have some sparkling wine slash prosecco slash not quite champagne. Excuse me, I believe it's all champagne? No? Okay, so we have two (laughs) options. We have been blessed with two bottles. Yes. So you guys are in for a wild ride. Mm -hmm. Um, One is pink looking so i believe it's it's rosé yeah rosé champagne in a pink bottle and then the other one is um i can't read it so <laughs> we are going to pour i want to try the rosé i think I we should sparkling I mean, rosé pink isn't super appropriate for the little baby boy who was born ah! this week <laughs> it's a little bubbly i feel Whoops. like i can't go through a royal refreshment without somehow squealing i accidentally was pouring a little bit too much well i understand your enthusiasm we have a new little princeling here such an exciting time for england for us but mostly for us <laughs> for that family but specifically us yeah i actually don't think the british people are nearly as excited as americans are and no one is as excited as the two of us are yes. so we are very excited to be sipping champagne with you guys tonight uh we hope you are also listening with champagne we you assume. always should be we sound much better and way more interesting when you are drinking at the same time. All right, so, so cheers. cheers. Cheers, little, yay. A <laughs> uh, little tinkling noise uh, to celebrate the arrival. Ooh, this is good. <laughs> is this it? is so much better than the past few weeks stuff we've had. I mean, I do love the Pims, but the Dubonnet makes me want to die. So this <laughs> is really good. It's delicious. Um, and so this week in royal history is another celebratory event. So with champagne's also for that. It's also for that. We are also celebrating this week was, of course, the birth of Queen Elizabeth II of the United Kingdom. She's lived such a long time. Yes, it was her 92nd birthday Can you on believe it? Saturday. That's so old. I can believe it. She's the longest reigning British monarch of all time. That's incredible. She's an incredible lady. So uh, Princess, as she was known at the time of her birth, Princess Elizabeth Alexandra Mary of York was born at 2.40 a.m. on April 21st, 1926 in London. At the time of her birth, she was third in line uh, to the throne mm-hmm. behind her father and her, her, excuse me, following her father and her father's older brother, the Prince of Wales. Um, the one who later abdicated. So that's how she became the queen a little earlier. And it's just funny that he abdicated for an American divorcee. Yes. Now an American divorcee who is so much more than that, but 
she is an American divorcee, yes. is joining the family. Yeah, it really full circle. Completely. Full circle. So even when she she was never really meant to be queen, but at the same time she was preparing for it her whole life because at the age of 16 she started making official public engagements and she was very active during World War II. She would, you know, she was up the she would inspect the guards and do all these sort of naval appointments and things like that when she was just a teenager during World War II. So she always had her eye on that sort of political prize. She knew how to represent her country, um, and she was great at that. Um, In 1947, she married her love, Prince Philip, who she really, despite him being a cousin, was somebody somebody that she always had a crush on. Like, they exchanged love letters – (laughs) that's a a little awkward Um, they exchanged love letters throughout her teenage years so she really really loved him even though as viewers of the crown know he was not always very respectful of that he was a scoundrel a bit of a scoundrel Um, he was also still alive also still alive of course (laughs) he's doing fine Um, but yes she became queen in 1953 she was coronated uh, after her father passed away so, so she has two birthdays. Yes. So this is a delightful bit of trivia. Save this for your next bar night. Um, <laughs> her birthday is April 21st, but she actually celebrates. That's the birthday that she celebrates with her family. But she has an official birthday that's celebrated over the summer around June. So there's a bit of a history here, aside from her just being a royal who's like, I want two birthdays. <laughs> Why not? It's my birthday week. I mean, I would also like two birthdays. I do know that my real birthday, my human birthday is mm-hmm. January 29th, but my half birthday is July 29th. Yeah, to have like a wintry January sludge birthday and then to have a fun summer birthday yeah, makes a lot of sense to me. Exactly. So, yes, she celebrates her human birthday and then her queen birthday. Yes. So the history of why there are two birthdays, um, there was a a king in the 1740s who decided he wanted to celebrate his birthday twice. There was an actual reason behind this that had some sort of significance. It was something like he thought he would die or he thought someone would kill him on his birthday. So he was like, we'll celebrate twice or one as a state event and one as a personal event. But so it's been happening for almost 300 years now that the British monarch, whoever is running the show, gets two birthdays. And so the second one is celebrated at Trooping the Color in June. So that's a military parade. Mm-hmm. What, How I know Trooping the Color is Kate Middleton. It's the event where everyone stands on the balcony at Buckingham Palace and the planes fly overhead. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you get great imagery every year of the entire royal family every single cousin everybody shows up for trooping the color everyone dresses this up. year they were wearing pink or kate was in pink right yes, kate and was in pink charlotte was adorable and yes. george was looking up at everything and yes you get to see them like yeah. adorably saluting the planes as they fly overhead mm-hmm. it's just like a very sweet event to me i mean it's military so maybe not sweet is the it's word cute in a military way <laughs> <laughs> i just really like little george he he salutes the planes as they go overhead. And I'm a sucker for a little kid saluting at the sky. I just think it's really cute. So I'm a big fan of Trooping the Color. So I'm very I'm fine with Queen Elizabeth celebrating twice. She can celebrate as many times as she wants. I really like this rosé. So let's cheers to her two birthdays. Yes, cheers to two cheers. birthdays. I might consider doing it myself. I think it's a great idea. I know. Get ready. July 29th, mm-hmm. my half birthday. Yeah, mine's in <laughs> September. So 
clear September 12th as well for me. <laughs> Perfect. So on a very sad note, yes, we're going to have to kind of switch tones here because although we are celebrating Queen Elizabeth's life, there was a very, very sad death in her family. There was a death in the family. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. We're looking at a picture right now of Queen Elizabeth with two of her beloved corgis. Yes. The last of whom has died. So this isn't very important for me to note to listeners. She still has corgis. She still has corgis around her. She will always have corgis around her. But the dog who died last week was Willow, who was the last in the line of corgis descended from her original corgi from her youth. Mm -hmm. So she's always had a couple of corgis at a time, but she has always had at least one who was descended from her original corgi. So now the line has stopped. I don't know why. Why didn't they make Willow have puppies? I think I read somewhere that she said she didn't want to leave any behind because oh she's god. so old. It's really sad. Oh my god. It's definitely the best thing about, I mean, yes, she's done a lot for the country, um, that's, so that's important politically, but maybe my favorite thing about Queen Elizabeth is that she's just such an unabashed dog freak. Yes. You That's know? how you know she's a good person. It is how you know she's a good person. I just think it's so sweet. And also, again, to bring up the crown, they have started to integrate corgis in the second yes. season or so. And so when Jackie, there's a scene in season two when Jackie O comes to visit and Jackie O and the corgis get along. And it's, you already see a moment of the queen being like, okay, well, Jackie O's not the, the crazy neurotic freak that I thought she was because the corgis like her and she likes the corgis mm-hmm. and they bond over animal talk um so yes we i just think it's the loveliest thing about her and as someone who has lost a dog you know more than one now over I'm the years i'm thinking about that <laughs> it's getting sad we need to change the subject so r.i.p to willow um and long live all the rest of the royal corgis keep yes. hanging in there because she needs you for moral support and we need you mm-hmm. um but let's transition to where <laughs> news of birth news of birth ashes to ashes dust to dust <laughs> something else religious about Royal a new thing. life <laughs> now there's a new life a new prince has risen oh this is getting too religious i'm sorry <laughs> A new prince has arrived, uh, a new prince of Cambridge. Yes, she had her, Kate Middleton had her baby on Monday morning, and mm-hmm. we are so happy yes. because we have been waiting for this day. And what's funny is she was due on April 23rd, and she yes. gave birth on April 23rd because she's nothing if not punctual. She's so punctual, and the baby wasn't born on Queen Elizabeth's birthday of April 21st. Which is really polite. Really polite. Just so, so British, as always. So bravo to the prince. Yes. Um, there's so much to talk about with this adorable baby whose little cheekies we're looking at right now. He's so cute. He's he looks so like he cute. has bigger lips than George and Charlotte. Yeah, Maybe very... that's just the picture. You can't really tell. It's a newborn's face. Who yeah, knows? They've changed quite They a bit. might be swollen because he was beat up a little bit in the process of being <laughs> Literally born. Literally just born. Well, that's the thing. The photos that everyone has now seen of Prince of Cambridge, Prince Baby Boy Cambridge, because as of this taping, we don't know his name yet. But Baby Boy Cambridge uh, left the hospital and was photographed to the world like minutes after he was born. Yeah, so she arrived. Kate Middleton arrived, I think early in the day. I don't know what time. My understanding is she went into labor at 8 a.m. or at least they announced at 8 a.m. that she had gone into labor and that she was going to the hospital. The baby was born at 11 a.m. and then she made the appearance. It was in the evening their time. At 5 p.m. their time. So she left the hospital 
at 5 or 6 p.m. That's like so a work day. A work day. Yeah, exactly. In, in one work day. So while and, the rest of us, you know, commute to work and have our coffee and just do spreadsheets or whatever yeah. it is people do at work, she like popped out a baby, left looking amazing. Amazing. But we, we kind of knew she was going to leave definitely that day because she's left, you know, I think the same day or like the day, the yeah, next day she, in the she past. She usually leaves within the day. Yeah, within like 24 hours. But we knew she was going to leave uh, fairly soon this time around because Natasha Archer, who is her stylist, was photographed leaving mm-hmm. after the birth. Yeah. And so everyone kind of assumed that would happen. And also, I guess like this time around, it's her third one. So, you know, this isn't a new rodeo. She knows her way around. Yeah. She's And she's got two other kids to take care of. And one of my favorite things about her giving birth this thing that happened to me is that um, <laughs> it happened to all of us at one I I know that Caitlin and I were both watching the live stream of the Linda wing just insane yeah. there were people in like full-on Union Jack garb yeah. so like the British flag outfits like yeah. I, I can't even do it justice it's like a full suit yeah with just prints of the flag all over and then there was uh, the town crier who mm-hmm looks like an old-timey fancy pirate or like had, a medieval times something or other yeah and he like announced the birth and then there were people camping out and then there was just hordes of press there was a biblical drawing or sorry painting it was probably my favorite thing i've seen because it was it depicted Kate middleton as mary william is joseph the baby is jesus the other two kids is like biblical characters. It it's was so weird. There's there shouldn't be other kids at the nativity scene. It's it was just it's very I guess they're odd. the shepherds. Something. The scene looked like Times Square on New Year's Eve, just slightly more packed. It's like a place you don't want to be at all, but then you might want to be because you want to see Kate Middleton in yeah. person. All that aside, my favorite moment happened when William left. Mm-hmm. Yes. He got in his car, he left and he said, Be back in a minute which signified to all of us watching at home on the live stream, like holding our breaths, that meant that he was going to Kensington Palace to pick up George and Charlotte to bring them over to visit their new little brother. And then he brought them over and he did not disappoint at all. Yes, this, so this was the maybe the best part of the entire day for me. Completely. I'm very happy that the baby arrived safely. Um, and, but really, my favorite part of the whole day was George and Charlotte making their appearance. So, of course, it would be because they're so freaking cute and I love them very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but George came straight from school, so he was wearing his school uniform. And that's my favorite thing because yeah. I read that he had gone to school like usual, so they were going to bring him by after school. Like, how cute. I know. I also think that anybody with siblings uh, can has some sort of memory like this. Like, they remember sort of being told or for me, it was being driven to my grandparents' house because my mom was in labor and they just, like, deposited me there, <laughs> you know, or with, like, an aunt and uncle, like, that kind of thing. We all have stories of the day that our sibling was born, mm-hmm. but he was at school. And so they brought him straight from school. He looks kind of annoyed that he's been disrupted from whatever cute activity he was doing coloring or building a castle he looked like he couldn't be bothered he kind of looked at the crowd like oh god why do i have to deal with this now yeah he just seemed like sort of grumpy in a little kid way princess charlotte on the other hand bless her wow just what a natural i think when she becomes the just the royal, which I now believe she will. When she becomes yeah. the most press-friendly royal, the like, one who attends the most events. I don't want anyone to die, but I want her to be queen. So yes. if they could all step aside while living long, full lives, Yes, that would be amazing. She just seemed, she is uh, three, or is about to turn three in yes. June. 
And at that young age, she, again, as opposed to George, she was smiling. She waved the entire time to the, the crowd. <laughs> it was so sweet. She was she just so warm and engaged with the crowd. And then my favorite part was she walked up the steps to the windowing and then turned over one last time, a little diva pivot, as I called Ooh. it on Twitter. Looked over her shoulder and gave one little, little wave. A little over-the-shoulder wave. And then this, the freeze frame of it or the photos of it, it looks also like she's doing that very dramatic wave where mm-hmm. you just like flip your hand instead of like a happy little kid wave where you're just going back and forth with your hand. And uh, she has one foot up, kind of like she's in a romantic comedy. Yeah, popping she's, one foot. She's just such a natural. She's yeah. just... Oh my gosh. So I, jaunty. It looked like she was bummed that her father was pulling her away from the crowd. Yeah, she just wanted to like see all of her loyal subjects. Yes. And as someone who like we were we were watching the live stream, but you can you can hear it also if you watch the clip with audio. Uh the crowd goes, "Oh," when she waves that one last time. And the thing about this audio is it's not just like a few people. It's yeah. like hundreds of people collectively saying aw at the same time. Because you couldn't so not. It was so sweet, including the paparazzi and the reporters. Because Everyone is so charmed. Look at her go. She was just so sweet in her little Liberty print dress, the only one, the only kind of dress she ever wears, <laughs> which is, of course, now sold out. She's always wearing a British printed dress, which is just, again, very patriotic. And she obviously doesn't know this, but this day actually holds incredible, important, sig- historic significance for not just her, but all of royalty in England in general so she doesn't even realize that like while this is happening and she's just being an adorable two-year-old waving at a Mm -hmm. bunch of people who are saying hi to her everyone's talking about how she has made history because before George was born so during George uh, Kate Middleton's pregnancy with George uh, legislation was passed to change a law in the UK before this anytime a boy was born into the royal family, he would basically bump the older girl out of the line um, of succession. Yeah, yeah. So that happened with Queen Anne. So uh, Charles was born for. So Queen Anne is, of course, one of Queen Elizabeth and a Queen Anne. Oh, my God. Princess Anne. Well, again, we wish. but <laughs> I mean, no. We have our dreams. So, yeah. Princess Anne is one of Queen Elizabeth's children. She was born after Prince Charles. And then after her came. Edward? Edward and then Andrew because mm-hmm. Andrew has to be the last one, right? Yeah. So whatever. Those boys came Again, after. Again, clearly Edward and Andrew mean little to us because they are interchangeable. Yes. But so with the birth of each of them, she moved down the line. So she was third in line, then she was fourth, and then she was fifth. And like now she's not even really in line. Doesn't yeah, really she's matter. She's like 16th or something. But but that was the law. And so when Kate Middleton was pregnant, uh, the succession to the crown or to the throne act of 2013 Google it one of those things that was passed and so it changed so that like if George had ended up being a girl George would be the heir to the throne yes but of course George was a boy and so now with Charlotte she has a little brother and she is not being bumped down at all she is still got her spot not being usurped Yes. That's the verb and I would like to use. It seems in this like case. it seems like such a small and insignificant thing because honestly, they're all in line to the throne. They're all so rich. They're gonna grow up to be beautiful. My best friends, I'm gonna friends <laughs> with them, like et cetera. Their lives are gonna be wonderful, like for me. But it's really important because a lot of royal traditions are quite archaic. You know, the little stuff like 
Meghan Markle probably wouldn't have been allowed to marry into the family years ago because of what happened with Edward and uh, Wallace Wallace Simpson, Simpson, as we mentioned earlier, you know, so things are changing. Like the monarchy to some people seems like an old tradition, but it's an evolving tradition and that that's refreshing to see. Yes. It's a, yeah, it's a pretty feminist thing to strive for on the monarchy's part to allow the child of William and Kate, which at the time there was not a child, there was only a fetus, but it was an act passed to allow that fetus, if she were female, to become queen one day. Mm-hmm. And that's not nothing because the that very first child of William and Kate was going to be the monarch. So I think it's great that they changed that law. Um, I think it will not probably affect Princess Charlotte because again, I, I'm ready to see tiny George running the world but and as we've seen now she's a natural so she's so great she's so good at it (laughs) i mean we could all take lessons for just like decorum and living our lives from her like george is a four-year-old boy and he acts like a four-year-old boy he has his tantrums he likes he likes trucks he likes policemen he's such a four-year-old boy but yes charlotte's just like cool a regal she's just cool great girl just so charismatic uh, I want to apologize to any listeners who are uncomfortable with me describing a two-year-old as poised, charismatic, <laughs> amazing, genius. But she our is hero. our hero, my personal hero. <laughs> but if you didn't, if you weren't charmed by yesterday's little wave, then I don't want to. I don't want to know you. It's fine. Like subscribe, give us five stars. <laughs> download each episode but go away go away you're not welcome here if you're not charmed by tiny princess charlotte in her little blue dress and you can't sit with us their appearance was just really lovely i'm so glad that they do this because of course they don't really have to but they give the people what they want they stand out there for a couple of minutes uh kate wore a red and white custom-made jenny packham dress she's worn jenny packham all three appearances on the steps Mm -hmm. uh for all three children all custom Blue for George, yellow and white with flowers mm-hmm. for Charlotte and yeah. red. Yes, and it seemed significant. You know, of course, every time Kate Middleton goes out of the house, people like to compare photos of her to photos of Princess Diana. But with the outfits she's chosen for her, you know, new mom moments, they seem so on the nose that I think she is doing it on purpose. So when George was born, she came out in a pale blue polka dotted dress. And uh, Princess Diana, when she had William, wore a polka dotted dress on the same exact steps 30 years before. And then when she had another boy yesterday, she wore a red and white dress, a red dress with a white Peter Pan collar, which was almost identical to something Princess Diana wore when she showed Prince Harry to the world the day Mm -hmm. that he was born. So I think she does these things on purpose. And it is sort of a sweet moment that you can't not feel a little something for it's nice. It is nice. And you know what else is nice? Our other best friend, Meghan Markle. Oh, yes. So, of course, all of our attention is on baby boy Cambridge. But Meghan Markle is has do, been doing a lot of things this week. She's been all over the place. So many events in such a short amount of time. I guess she's just like a regular now at the royal events. She's fully in the fold. Yes. And she's been looking amazing. Also a big week for her because she was named to the Time 100 list. Yes. Which is always a huge honor and for this list time just picks like the most 100 most influential people and then always somebody who is influential as well but somehow involved in that person's life will actually write the essay so for instance for the survivors of the parkland shooting president barack obama wrote the essay so for megan it was 
Priyanka Chopra, who is one of her closest friends and the star of Quantico, that FBI drama, that is very addicting. Oh, good to know. Yeah, like, I think I had a time when I got sick and I watched a lot of it. Like, she's honestly one of the most stunning people in the entire world. And she was extremely famous in India before she took this role. So it was kind of like her crossover role. But before Megan deleted her Instagram, RIP, Priyanka was in it quite a bit. They were very close friends. And so Priyanka wrote this very sweet thing, just wishing her all the luck in the world and saying that she really is going to be the people's princess because they are truly close friends. And she knows that Megan has such a passion for humanitarian work. So it was a really heartwarming thing to read, and I was very happy for myself and for Priyanka <laughs> and for um, Megan that they all got to do that. And, of course, Priyanka has reportedly been invited to the royal wedding. <sighs> I mean, I think this will be a slightly less celebrity-studded royal wedding than Kate and Williams was. Not that theirs was, like, a sceney mess, but, you know, you did get Victoria Beckham and some She's other... definitely going to be on this one, though. I hope so. It's not. It's really not any sort of British event without Victoria Beckham as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but with Megan, she's actually friends with Victoria, where I think yeah. with Kate, it was that they had to invite like all dignitaries or anyone of note. So I it's like you're calling Victoria Beckham a dignitary. I mean, she's a dignitary of fashion. Do you she not is. know what fashion is? She Do you is. know how it works? <laughs> she's a dignitary to me. She gave me some of the most important music of my youth. She's and a diplomat. Adulthood. She is a diplomat. I would, I would, easily give away my American citizenship if Victoria Beckham asked me to. I'd be like, sure, I'll be British, whatever. Just tell me what to do. I mean, I'd also be British if like someone would let me work in England. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a great point. It's not really a high bar. A um, that said, you mentioned Meghan Markle's Instagram account, which I wish I had appreciated when I knew. Because we knew they were dating for a while. Like, why wasn't I following Meghan Markle while I still could? I was following her. I looked at it all the time. I went through every single picture, but I didn't take (sighs) a single screenshot. I'm a horrible person. Yeah, we're bad journalists because, of course, aside from just chatting about the royals, we write about them as well. And I did not take any screenshots. I should have been doing everything about the TIG, you know, Meghan Markle's lifestyle blog. I never thought she she deleted the TIG, which was her lifestyle blog. I thought that that would at least be up. I didn't think they would like get rid of everything. No, Instead, it just scrubbed. Has, yeah, they got rid of the Instagram. Thankfully, places like Daily Mail and apparently BuzzFeed yes. still have screenshots. But so BuzzFeed sad. launched a fantastic investigation this past week, in which they were like, "Wait a second, did Meghan Markle post?" Harry on her Instagram. So there are a bunch of hints. Again, this was all BuzzFeed's analysis, and I really respect their intrepid reporters for this. So they called out a couple of moments on her now lost Instagram account where she might have been calling out to Harry. Like she posted two little spooning bananas and was like, you know, hold on to the ones you love, like that kind of stuff where we were like, "Mm." there's stuff that's a stretch. Then there's one, but then there are also ones where she posted a selfie and she's wearing a bracelet that is clearly Prince Harry's blue white and black beaded bracelet that he has worn in public Mm -hmm. so that was like a little more interesting but the best one of all was she posted a photo of a red-haired gentleman or a red-bearded gentleman because you don't see the top of his face you only see him from the nose down and he's not like a super big beard it's not a huge beard but it is definitely undeniably red and he's wearing a backwards baseball cap which I would kill to see Prince Harry wearing. 
And then he's wearing a Golden Girls, like a novelty sweatshirt that says Dorothy on the streets, Blanche in the sheets. And he has his hands on his hips and he is sort of like giggling off to the side. Her caption was something like, totally proud, like take full responsibility for getting him in this sweatshirt. So it's very coy to not name the guy. It's such a thing that a girl would do in a new relationship to be like, I'm posting about a boy, but you don't know which one it is. Are we dating? I don't even know. Um, I'm not mocking her. I love her. But uh, it's such a girl, girly thing to do. So in BuzzFeed's investigation of the screenshot, you have no, you don't see Harry's eyes, but it's a, it's a nose and chin. They compared it to a photograph from the same month of the Instagram of him at an event. His beard is about the same length. It's sort of a scruff more than a beard. The teeth are the same and it just makes sense from a, a timeline perspective that it would be him. Lisa's arms are crossed right now. <laughs> she really strongly disagrees. What is your counter offer? Okay. So here's the thing where, like, I, I don't know. Okay. So I can admit the teeth look really similar, especially like this one tooth. Like they're the canine, very similar. The canine tooth. Yeah, the canine tooth. They look very, very similar. And it's like a similar smile. Not exactly the same because in one he's laughing, the other he's more just kind of laugh smiling. I just don't think he would be that sloppy or that she would be that sloppy. Well, that is that's sort of the question because they're that's both they're it. both respectful, especially now. And I think they would have been respectful even then, even a couple of months into their relationship, they would have been respectful. Had it been an Instagram story that she like quickly deleted, that I think would be more realistic. Like mm-hmm. maybe they were like drunkenly joking around and she posted an Instagram story but a full-blown Instagram of the prince of of England doing this I just I, I I'm with you that it doesn't make sense especially like a backwards baseball cap just nowhere in my mind do Prince Harry and like an Urban Outfitters-esque Golden Girls novelty sweatshirt make sense like I've never even seen him in shorts or a bathing suit like I can't. Uh, well Vegas Oh, that's true. I've seen I've seen him partly naked, but I've never seen you don't you barely see him in jeans. So the idea of him wearing like a goofy sort of millennial nostalgic sweatshirt and a backwards baseball cap, like what? So here's the thing. I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at the side by side because our wonderful producers have zoomed in very closely <laughs> onto both these pictures. And I'm looking at like the distance between his lip and his nose and like the uh, the nose in both the pictures it's all the same but i just <laughs> i okay so like She's having a from harder an time intellectual it. standpoint i would say yes these are the same men but i'm just like it can't be they can't be that sloppy like i mean i know that jessica mulrooney and uh megan's toronto friends knew that she was dating but like news didn't break of it until october and this is something that would break they had their secret visits yeah. they had their secret dates to Botswana. so i want to think that like they wouldn't be this sloppy or I me mean, I guess it's not sloppy if like they've said in that BBC interview after they got engaged that they decided really early on like we're gonna be married we're gonna yeah. end up together like so. this is game on yeah so maybe it's them being coy and it's I mean, just not very coy it, yeah it's honestly a little juvenile at the yeah. end is what it is at the end of the day like they know what their position is uh-huh. um again I it's hard to it's so hard for me to criticize these two people but yeah it's I love the story because it seems like it really happened it seems like they really posted this and it is kind of like a sloppy silly mess for them to do so so please go to BuzzFeed 
look at it yourselves. I mean, unless she found like a hairy impersonator, but that's less likely. And yeah. that's so creepy three months into a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? I'll just go up to my boyfriend like, here's your impersonator. Yeah. Like, can you imagine you haven't like defined the relationship with your guy you're dating? You're not officially BFGF yet. So you can't post about him officially. But what you do is hire an impersonator who looks like him and then put that guy on your Instagram. That's a great way to get dumped and a restraining <laughs> order. He's like, oh, God, what have I done? I guess the only way I could see it happening is if, like us, they are sipping rosé. So maybe they're also downing two bottles of rosé. I hope they are. Because the, the pressure's it. off them for like a couple of days, those two, because uh, it's all on Royal Baby. Yeah, it must be weird for them when like their whole lives are just everywhere and then suddenly like I forgot that she wore this gorgeous cape dress. Yeah, exactly. It's it's small potatoes compared to Baby Boy Cambridge. So that brings us to the end of our show. So we have to go through our highs and lows of the week. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. I don't know what could be a higher high than the Royal Baby's arrival. I guess my high would be Charlotte waving yeah, on her true. way to meet the baby. So both of them are so tied together. Yeah. So yes, our, our our high is Baby Boy Cambridge and Princess Charlotte, the little feminist diva who is in line, has maintained her succession, her line of succession to the throne, and also knows how to wow a crowd. So those are mega highs. Uh, my low is, of course, the loss of Willow the Corgi. And my low is thinking about the end of the corgi line i guess we have the same highs and lows it's just like such a weird it's really okay it's those are undeniable a a dog's death and there's nothing lower those are the highest highs and the lowest lows that there can be yeah um so we thank you guys so much for joining us um before we adjourn, um, you can follow us again on Instagram, Royally Obsessed Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. And we are on Apple Podcasts, so please rate us and review us. And we'd really ideally like five stars. That would be quite <laughs> nice. I'm Caitlin. You can follow me on Twitter at HeyKMenz, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z, or see some of my writing at CaitlinMenza.com. I'm Lisa. You can read my writing every day at The Cut, and you can follow me on Twitter at Lisa Raya, which is Lisa Ryan with no N. Until next week, God save the pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.